Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are continuing our study in Judges chapter 8, looking at verses 10 through 12 in the New King James Version. The two kings of Midian have escaped, Zeba and Zelmana. They have escaped along with 15,000 of their men. They've gotten over the Jordan before the passage could be secured by the Ephraimites. They were heading toward their own country. And though Gideon, his men, his army of 300 were fainting, they were yet pursuing because he knew that his commission to save Israel would be a failure if he let those kings escape. But let's listen to verses 10 and 12. They were 10 through 12, it reads. Now Zeba and Zalmunna were at Kakor, and their armies with them, about 15,000, all who were left of all the army of the people of the east, for 120,000 men who drew the sword had fallen. Then Gideon went up by the road of those who dwell in tents, on the east of Noba and Jagbiha. And he attacked the army while the camp felt secure. When Zeba and Zalmona fled, he pursued them. And he took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalmona, and routed the whole army. Again, Judges chapter 8, verses 10 through 12, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, I'm the host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. If you don't mind, go ahead and like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. You can also hear my podcast almost everywhere podcasts are heard. Again, that was Judges chapter 8, verses 10 through 12 in the New King James Version. The two Midianite kings and their armies are defeated by uh, Gideon and his army of 300. He made a very long march by way of those that dwelt in tents. And one commentary said it's a, the, it was the caravan route. And he took that way either because he hoped to find them kinder to him than the men of Succoth and, and Penuel that dwelled in walled towns or because that was the road in which he would be least expected and therefore that way he could be you know it would be a greater surprise factor just as he had done before it uh, is evident he spared no pains to complete his victory now he found it advantageous to have such a small army with just 300 men so and these were men who could bear hunger and thirst and toil because remember they were still pursuing even though they were tired they were fainting so he had the best of the best with him it should seem he set out uh, he set up on the enemy by night 
as he had done before, for the host felt secure. That's what the scripture says. They were at ease. The security as you know of the center, and of course this is Matthew Henry, is often can often lead to their ruin because they feel safe in what they're doing and don't realize that there are dangers and that there's uh, something fatal that they need to fear. But back to the commentaries. Gideon attacked the army while they were they felt secure. He continued in the boldness that God had given him and that had led to the first courageous surprise attack. And now he has a second courageous surprise attack. This wasn't the same uh, as the 300 attacking the vast army described in the last chapter in verse chapter 7 verse 12 but it was still a small army against such a larger army and we can suppose that Gideon was bold enough to do this because he saw God do great things in similar circumstances before plus remember he told the angel that he'd heard about how great God was and he hadn't seen any of it in his lifetime and now he's seeing God's work in his lifetime through his hands. The previous work of God encouraged him to trust God for great things in the, in, the, in the present time. And the same is true with us as we think about the things that God has brought us through. As we think about the, the, the uh, history that we've heard from our families, it just encourages our faith, encourages, encourages us to keep striving, to keep pushing, to keep uh, keep on the battlefield. As the song says, I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. Okay, let me continue. Once out of Canaan, the Midianites assumed that the Israelites would be, would be content that their land is free. Because remember, the Midianites were stealing everything that the Israelites had worked for. So they figured, okay, we've left their land, so they should be happy. But that's not true. They did not expect the Israelites to pursue them into the Transjordan. Uh, Gideon pursued them and routed the whole army. This shows the persistence of Gideon. He fought until the battle was won. And he went after the leaders of the opposition. His success was very encouraging to a resolution in industry and a good cause. He routed the army and took two kings prisoners. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we continue going through your word. With each uh, lesson, we try to think of uh, and pray about a takeaway. And Father, I think that the takeaway for this lesson is, though we are weary and worn, we must toil on, just as Gideon did. He toiled on until he won the prize. And we thank you for that picture. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. We are listening to the reports of the battle between the Ukrainians and the Russians. And it is disheartening for those of us who are hearing it but it's even harder for those that's living it. God, comfort them, give them peace, give them what they need to, to sustain themselves, their family, their children, their property. They've lost so much, Father, and we know that you're a God of love. 
and a God of compassion. So we're praying mightily for them right now. Father, we heard that there was an earthquake somewhere. Father, we're praying for those who were affected by that. And there are earthquakes we know all over the world and, and um, it's hurricane season where we are. God, we know that, you know, that all we can do is trust you in all these situations that you're still God, you're still good, and we still trust and praise you. Father, we pray for those who need you in other special ways. Again, the needs are so many. We cannot articulate them all, but we're praying and agreeing with those who need you. And God, we're also thanking you with those who thank you, and we're blessing your name. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.